0: Hey everyone, welcome to another GD podcast. I'm your host. Uh, no guest today. Just wanted to kind of go over a season recap. Um, I think it's kind of important to kind of figure out what went right and what went wrong over the over the season. So, gonna talk a little bit about my year and uh, how things went. So for for my shooting year I shot a bunch um the things that I'm gonna actually cover are um two-day PRS one-day PRS one-day outlaw PRS rimfire and in 22 NRL 22x match I'm not gonna go over the um the other stuff like I'm gonna talk like briefly on it but I'm not gonna cover that stuff in depth um Just a lot of matches in general. I shot one two-day match this year. Uh, It was Magnolia Meltdown. Um, Did a whole podcast on it. Had a fun time there, um, but did have loading error on my part. So, not the best performance. Ended up like 90th out of 99th. Um, Learned a lot. Had a fun time. But overall... One, two, three... Including the Southeast finale, I shot 10 one-day matches um for the 2022 season um sundown showdown at the arena in november took 20th volusia in february 33rd mpa in april 36th gunline in may 15th mpa in june bpo in july gcp in july mpa on august and september And then the Southeast Finale in October. Um, Ended up taking four top productions. And those would be... um, That would be the Southeast Finale, the GCP, the BPO, and the... Gunline match is what I took top production in. Um, as far as top mill, took a couple of those as well. I'm fixing my notes here because I messed something up. Um, top mill would be the BPO, the GCP, and then the MPA in September. So one two-day match, not a very strong showing, but with the PRS one-days, I feel that I had a pretty good run. Um, I will say that some of the matches that I went to were a little bit smaller of a venue, such as the Gunline and the BPO GCP, as far as production. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of shooters there, so um, it wasn't super difficult to take top production there. Um, I still finished decent at both those locations. A fifteenth, twelfth, and tenth place finish, respect, respectfully. Yeah. However, however that word is supposed to be said. Um, and then the southeast finale, I ended up taking eleventh. Um, but on the site, it says like tied for ninth or something like that. But that's we had all the top production shooters there. Um, uh, Clay, uh, Daniel. Hunter, um, Brandon Massey had all those guys there and was able to come out on top of all of that. So that was super cool. As far as outlaw matches, so far I've shot four of them. And these are the Altis one-day matches. There's still one more to be had. It is going to take place December 3rd. Um, I've done pretty well at those as well. Um, all top 20 Now, these matches aren't drawing as many people because they're not PRS-affiliated anymore, so they're not for points, but I'd say on average there's 35, maybe 40 shooters there, and I've had a 15th, 14th, 4th, and 10th place finish, um, and I've taken top mil once. Um, As far as the current standings for that five-match series, I'm currently in 8th place overall and 3rd place for military. Um, I have shot some PRS Rimfire matches this year. Um, all of them had been at MPA uh, following their one-day center match. So that would be June, August, and September. And in September, I was able to secure... No, not September. June, I think, is when I secured Top Mill, um, top mill there. Um, so those were the PRS Rimfire matches. Uh This year, I only paid for the PRS Regional and the PRS Rimfire, although I didn't remember that I paid for the Rimfire matches, so I ended up not going to the Southeast Finale, and I'm not going to go to Nationals, um, mainly because I'm not taking the PRS Rimfire stuff very seriously. Um, Just shooting it to hang out with my friends and have a good time. I did compete in an NRL 22X match. It was the Uh, nrl 22x in the arena it was modeled off the nrl hunter format i ended up um i would it saturday so i got to shoot it on friday and was able to do um fourth place finish had a really good time at that match the last stage of the day is what killed me um but i was able to secure top mill um they don't have a trophy or an award or anything like that, but I like to compare myself to other military shooters just so I have a baseline of where I'm at in comparison to my uh, other service members. Um, Another match that I shot was Cavern Cove. Um, Ended up taking 19th place there out of like 80-something shooters. Had a real good showing um, for the Altus NRL 22 shooters that went up there. There was probably five or six of us went up there with a friend. Um, pretty pretty, pretty stellar showing for those guys. We got an 8th place, a 19th place, so two in the top 20. And then the other ones were in the top half, so that was cool. Uh, NRL 22, normal matches. Um, haven't shot as many this year. Uh, only six this calendar year. So... Nothing super special. Um, So the stats. That's 26 events this year. Um, That's a lot. That is a lot of shooting. Um, So 26 events this year. One pro match, 10 regional, 3 PRS from Fire. um, Four Altus Long Range Classics. One NRL 22X one outlaw twenty two match and six NRL twenty-two matches with four top productions, three top mill in the region, um, one top mill in PRS Rimfire, one top mill at Altus, top mill at NRL twenty two X. Really don't count the the NRL matches at Altus because it's like the same four mill dudes that show up, so we kind of just passed that one around. Um, so, talking about the actual season for PRS stuff, um, that I shot 26 venues, so I shot a lot of shot a lot of rounds this year. Um, I didn't try and add it up because that's a lot of math trying to figure things out. Um, I was first place in production in the southeast, so um, finished the season with 500 points. I was first out of 45 shooters in the southeast um and i got all this information off of the the prs website so one out of 45 for production for military in the southeast i was third behind um Hart and um kale i was third Mill leo guy so that was pretty cool and then if we did the open equivalent, it I was 26th. So basically, because we're shooting production, everybody else is shooting open. Their score is based off of the winner of the match being 100%. And then each spot down would be um, a percentage of the winner's score. Well, because we're in production division... If we're shooting, um, the production person, top production gets 100%, 100%, second gets based off of their score. Well, they basically figure out what you would have shot for if you were in open, and that's how they calculate the open equivalent. So I was 26th out of 332 open shooters in the southeast, so I think that was pretty cool with a 423.013. So you're one of those dudes like me that likes the numbers and to figure out where you rack and stack and kind of how you build your goals of, you know, this is where I was at this year, where would I like to see myself next year? That's how I came up with all these numbers and um, what my goals for 2023 are going to be. Um, speaking of goals, what were my goals for 2022? What were they? Did I achieve them? Um, one of my goals was to shoot every venue in the Southeast. Did I achieve that goal? No. Um, there's nine different venues in the Southeast. I've been to five of them or 55%. So I've been to GCP. I've been to South Florida Precision Rifle Association and... Um, that's ran by Corey Adamski um, down there in Immokalee at the ranch. I've been to Volusia. I've never shot at KM. I've never shot a match there, but I have RO'd a few matches there now. Uh, there's Gunline, which is in Mississippi. I've shot there. I've obviously shot MPA. I have not shot Alabama Precision, um, it's on my list next year. I haven't shot the Deplorable in Kentucky and I haven't shot the LPRC. So I need to hit one, two, three, I need to hit four more venues to shoot everything in the Southeast. Now I'm not going to try and shoot all of them again, like try and get to nine venues in the Southeast. I don't, I'm not going to try and do that. What I think I'm going to do is just try and maybe hit those four or maybe hit two of those four this year because my goals have kind of changed. Um, so did i reach my goal of shooting every venue no but i met half of my goal i got five out of nine so overall no but still pretty good i mean i did shoot a bunch of matches this year Uh, another one of my goals was to go into the finale with 300 points yes i met that goal i was able to secure 300 match points Going into the southeast finale um noted I was also the first in the southeast in production to get to three hundred points for production um so that was pretty cool I beat I think it was clay Webster was second, and I think I only got him by like a weekend. I think my match was on a Saturday like a Saturday and his mat his next match was the following Saturday so um only got him by a week but um. Not that it's a race to first, but it was kind of cool to see my name at the top of the leaderboard there first for a weekend. And then based on name or something like that, we got switched around. But um, yeah, so going into the Southeast finale with 300 points, met that goal. Um, another goal was to win top production for the Southeast. Last year... Was my first year in the PRS. I shot a two-two-three production gun from MPA, and I went into the southeast in fourth or something like that, fourth or fifth, and I think I finished third on the season. Bobby Keegan's, um, Mike Cusick, and then myself. And I was like, you know what? Um, third is cool. First would be cooler. So. Let's go ahead and, and try and win top production for the Southeast. So, um, yes, I was able to do that. Um, I beat three other people that had a 300 during the finale. So there's three other people that had the same amount of points as I did going into the finale. And I was able to um, edge out the win over the other production shooters um in the finale. Now, it was pretty close because Hunter Simpson also had a 300. And I only beat him by two shots, which ended up being like eight points for for the season. I ended up with a 500 and he ended up with like a 492 or something like that. So, didn't beat him by much, but an inch or a mile, right? Um, so, win top production for Southeast? Yes. Goal accomplished. Beat some people that I think are better than me. I'm going to say yes and no. Um, I beat some of those people that I wanted to, but I only beat those other people in the finale. So it was... I don't want to say it was like luck of the draw. Um, like, they beat me plenty of times throughout the season. And the first person that comes to mind is Daniel from Daniel Defense. Um, it's all in good fun. There's no, like animosity or anything there, like we're friends, but like, I consider him to be an extremely, um, competent, well-rounded, uh, professional shooter. Um, I don't consider myself a well-rounded slash professional shooter. I consider myself competent, but he's one of those people that I'm always looking to beat. um, and it's never a it's always a friendly competition with me. I'm not like, oh, screw that guy. He beat me or XYZ and be like, no, like he's a people are solid shooters, Brandon Massey, solid shooter, Mike Kusick, solid shooter, Hunter Simpson. Haven't really shot with him a lot. Um shot some 22 stuff with him, but like he's a solid shooter. I'm always trying to I want to be the best that I can be, but I also want to be the best there is. So in my division, I'm always looking to to be the best that I can be within the constraints of the rules that we're playing in, um, whether it be open or tack or production or whatever it is. So, like, I was on the heels of Daniel pretty much all season at every match that we went to. Prior to the finale, he's like, hey, I'm not going to be at the finale because you know, I'm going deer hunting. I was like, oh man, I'd really like you to be there. Um, One, so you can shoot and and earn your spot. But two, like I haven't beaten you yet. And like, if I'm going to shoot and be the top in the Southeast, which is my goal, I want to shoot against the best in the Southeast. And if you're not there, like, does it still mean the same thing? Like you can win a, you can win a trophy, but if the best in the country don't, or best in the, in the region don't show up, are you, are you really the best? And that's kind of how I thought about it. So I really wanted him to be there. And then I saw his name sign up on the list and I was super stoked and super nervous at the same time. And it just kind of, I was able to to pull off the win and we've, we've talked post-match, um, like when we were at both at K&M for nationals, he was shooting and I was ROing and we got to hang out and chat and, you know, everything's cool, like congratulated everybody and all that stuff, but like there's some people I just wanna I wanna beat in a normal one day regular season match, not just at the finale. Um I wanna beat beat them on their best day, not on not on a bad day or a fluke day or a bad ammo day or my scope went down day. I wanna beat somebody when they're when they're on fire and when with when they're on their game. That's that's just my personal Opinion, my personal, my thoughts and beliefs on on how I want to win um, these matches. I don't want, you know, three people's guns to go down and then I win by default, because that's not really winning, that's just not having a gun problem, my opinion, which it is what you pay for it, nothing. I wanted to, another goal here is I wanted to win a production match, or a pro, I wanted to win top production at MPA. Didn't do it. <laughs> um, I did not win top production at MPA um, throughout this season out of the four matches that I shot there, however many it was, um, do, do, do do going back through my notes here, I shot one, two, three, four four matches and was not able to secure a top production win Um, and that's okay Um, I just have to try harder Um, I'm pretty sure I did a podcast on every one of these Um, I was close multiple times Um, just wasn't able to, to pull it through there was one match where I scored like a 65 and the winner scored an 85 I believe Hunter Simpson won that match um, for top production and like burned it down, like just, just crushed it. There's other matches. The last match, match in September, um, Daniel beat me. Um, I think he had me by like 12 points. Um, then I dropped a bunch of points on, on stages. I shouldn't have been dropping points on. Um, but that, you know, that speaks to his abilities as a shooter to to come through and connect on those targets uh he's like i'm telling you he's a solid he's a solid shooter shooting a daniel defense um delta 5 pro six creed more and he's he's killing it so um i'm gonna have to get back up there and and put in the work and try and come out on top so those were my goals for 2022 did i meet some Yes. Did I meet others? No, but I met more goals than I didn't meet goals. So, uh, I'm going to count that as a win overall for the year for my shooting goals. And for 2023, I actually kind of sat down and, and looked and focused more on, on my goals for shooting. Um, I should probably sit down and look at my goals for the rest of my life, but, um, not like the length of my life, but the different areas of my life. And just kinda take a take a snapshot and, and look at some stuff. Um so my twenty twenty three go goals are as follows. I actually have a lot more. Um shoot uh, venues I didn't shoot this year. So KM, Alabama Precision, uh LPRC, and Kentucky. Kentucky I feel is going to be the hardest one for me to get to. Um it is probably the farthest one away from me. Um, LPRC, I don't think will be as hard to get to. Um, I know it's going to be a he- uh, track It's probably going to be seven eight hours, so a little bit farther than MPA. Alabama's not that bad. K and six and a half seven hours. I'm not. I haven't even looked up Kentucky. I know it's in Hazard, Kentucky. Um, that might be a tough a tough one to hit this year. Given my my new situation, Um, I want to shoot the LPRC gunline grudge match. So they've got their own little um, equate it to like borders wars, uh, border wars. Um, They have a a showdown between Louisiana and Mississippi. Um, Being all the way out here in Florida, I just want to shoot that. Um, You have to shoot at least three matches. One has to be in each state. So I can get away with shooting one in Louisiana and then two in Mississippi and then be able to shoot the grudge match. So that's going to be four matches right there. Um, four one-day matches right there. Um, so that's a goal. Whether I'm able to achieve that goal or not is a, is a different story. Um, another goal that I have is to f- shoot four two-day matches. Now, four two-day matches. I have shot three two-day matches total in the four years that I've been shooting precision rifle. Um, so four in one year is going to be a stretch. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, the list of two-day matches just came out, so I'm kind of planning and strategizing with the wife on what. I think is going to be capable of making, but once again, um, new priorities with work, being at a new command, having new responsibilities. Um, time is tight and time is valuable. So I might have to, I may not be able to make all these goals and that's okay. Um, as long as I'm trying, right. I want to another goal. I want to be top 15, In open as an equivalent. So that means I'm going to have to finish higher on the overall winner's board for the match to be rated that. All right. So I was 26th this last year. Now I want to move up 11 spots. Um, It's a big ask. It's going to require a lot of time, dedication, and practice. But that's something that I think is reaching for the stars, but I don't mind stretching to try and reach it. Um, I want to invite to nationals um, as a production shooter. So I know that um, you have to shoot three matches to qualify to to get to nationals. I'm going to try and shoot four. um, And hopefully I do well enough to get an invite two nationals. Um, so that's a goal for, for me, um, be invited to nationals to shoot the, uh, production division. I want to shoot 75% of the targets. So, um, not just shooting and getting rounds off, but I want to impact 75% of targets available. So if there's, you know, 10 shots. I want to be averaging, if there's a hundred rounds, I want to be averaging a 75% hit factor, um, for me personally. And then I want to be shooting 80% of the winner's score. Um, I think that is pretty obtainable. Um, if I'm able to do that. So for example, at the Southeast finale, I'm going to try and do math real quick. At the Southeast Finale, there was total possible of uh, like 101 rounds. So I shot 85, um, 99 rounds, 84, 85 impacts, something like that. So I think I reached my goal there. Um, As far as shooting 80% of the winner's score, the winner dropped five points and I dropped... Um, 10 points. So that was 89%. So I basically shot 90% of the winner for the Southeast. Now we know that Jeff Geary won the Southeast. So I shot 90% of his score, which um, my goal is 80. Now is every match going to be that difficult or that easy, depending on how you look at it? No. So there are variables, but for the year, for each match i want to shoot 75% of targets i want to shoot 80% of the winner and then that's for each match and for the the actual year so i had to take a drink i want to have no loading errors so i want to know that like if i'm loading 30 grains of argot. I want to know that each round is 30 grains of argot. I'm not missing an annealing. I'm not missing a chamfer deburr. I'm not missing any of that stuff. I want to make sure that all of my loading is spot on. That way, if I do miss a target, it's me. It's not my equipment. Um, That's going to be big for me. In the um, pro series matches... Overall for the year, I want to be top twenty. Um, that's going to require some some heavy lifting as well, because there are some there are some killers in um, that are active duty law enforcement that shoot our style of matches, and um, they're just some amazing amazing shooters. And first name that comes to mind is Ben Gossett. Um, Ben is Ben is a killer. So, like, just awesome. Uh, Scott Peterson is another one. Derek Love, Michael Lilly, um, Orrin Lewis, um, Andrew Talznick, um, Chris Baxter, Kale. Um, as I'm looking at it right now, Kale was. 19th and kale destroyed me on every match so um, I mean he was finishing second third on the matches that he went to so um, definitely trying to step up my game and that's gonna be one of those things that really uh, really needs to happen um, if I want that goal to be a to be a re- a smart goal, but, uh, or realistic is stepping up my game and finishing well at these matches. Um, another goal is be positive in the process. So I've made a bunch of goals that are all like results, 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 like be top 15, be top 20, 75%, 80%, no loading errors, invite to nationals. Those are all after the match, right? What about the process of the match? I want to be positive in the process. That's something that I noticed while I was shooting the South East finale was I was positive in my process. Um, I, was, I had a positive mental attitude. I had a positive thought process. I had a positive um, visual, visualization strategy um going into the stage, coming off of the stage, um the proper mental prep prior to um was that a perfect match? No, I still had some errors. I still had a few hang-ups, but I stayed positive during that whole match. Um I was positive in that process. So, I was super happy with the performance of that. So, um there was definitely some times in 2022 Volusia specifically where I was not positive in the process. Um, specifically the first stage of Volusia. I, um, did not have a good first stage and that definitely affected the rest of my day. Um, but that's okay. Cause I learned from it, but being positive in the process is definitely a goal for 2023. um, So what went wrong this year? Like, okay, like Volusia, for example. Like, what went wrong? What went, you know, how do I track it? What are the trends? What am I going to do to fix it? So, like, my process for tracking this is I I shoot a stage, I immediately come off my stage, collect my brass, double number brass bag, and I grab my matchbook, and I'll write down the score that I got, the number of shots that I took, right? And then I'll write down what happened. Um, if it failed to feed, if it failed to eject, if I misread the wind, if I um, had a bad pull, what was my stability like? Did I misjudge the wind? Did I forget the dial? Did I time out? I'll write things like that down in my matchbook for that stage so I write down the issues after each stage uh, and then I put it in the tracker per match I highlight uh, repeat issues I track those numbers and then I practice those problems Um, for example if you go to my Facebook or my Instagram I posted in my story about like I asked a bunch of people what their process was Some people said they write it down or just let it go or whatever. And then I posted a video that shows like it started with like the Magnolia meltdown match. I had a bunch of problems there. Um, And I write down like the match, the venue and like the date. And then I put all of the problems on one side and then I put all the positives, what positively happened during that stage or that match in another column. And then I just track it. Right. So for example, um, something and I, I've, I'm not, a, I'm not perfect. So I don't write it down every single time I come off the stage. If I have to hop back up in glass, cause I'm the RO or X, Y, Z things happen. So, um, I only wrote down the ones that I had high, high repeats on. So timing out, so timing out, I had that written down 15 times out of these matches, the 26 events that I had timed out 15 times. So 10 stages, 26, 260, timed out 15 times, whatever the percent is on that. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, right? Um, I had stability written down, whether I wasn't stable or the stability of the prop or something like that. So I know that stability was an issue for me. So basically getting things settled, getting comfortable, getting my MPA, things like that. Um, uh, Bad presses, right? I had eight of those. So, um, eight bad presses. So that leads back to fundamentals. Um, failure to feeds. I had eight of those. That's a gear issue. So basically, that's how I track my my issues or what went wrong throughout the match, throughout the season. Right. So for timing out, I know that that's a time management issue. So what am I going to do to fix that problem? Um, I'm going to get a timer. I'm going to, to practice with my timer. Um, I got the indoor dry firing system. I've got, you know, the, the lens caps to go over so I can zoom to five yards and practice. Well, I'm going to run a timer on my belt or whatever, or I can pick up one of those sweet uh, timers from Chad Heckler, 5x5 five five precision that mounts right there on the gun. And I'll be able to see my time as I'm progressing through my dry fire stages and go from there. I know that's what some people do to practice. Um, just overall, I'm going to try that to try and eliminate my um, timing out issue, which is going to obviously um, help in me getting more more shots off, not, mes- not necessarily more targets impacted, but getting more shots off within the time. If you look at some of these top professional shooters, you go to my Instagram, And you check out some of these videos that I've posted. You see um, from the last MPA match, the two-day match, the fall shootout. You look at Austin Orgain shoot that KYL rack at 400 and something yards. He literally fires his round, fires his round, fires his round. He has to sit there and wait for the target to stop spinning. And he is just relaxed. He ends up playing with his hand sees that the target is slowing down re-racks the bolt engages the target moves the next target shoots it has to wait for it to stop spinning he's relaxed he all does this within 90 seconds some of us will take that whole 90 seconds to shoot that stage and miss for the targets because we're rushing he's slow he's methodical but he's a uh, he's efficient and fluid in his mov- movements which is allowing him to take the time to let that spinner stop moving to where he can properly engage that target to where it's not swinging all over the place. It is um, slow down, remain steady for him to break a proper shot on it. So um, he's very good with his time management uh, in particular on that stage. If you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to see it. Uh, stability, that's going to be working with my equipment and brushing up on my fundamentals, both for stability and for bad press stability. That's going to be, um, getting comfortable behind the gun, getting my natural point of aim. Um, same thing with my bad presses, like knowing if I'm stable, it's going to be lead to a better, a better, um, press of the trigger to make that shot. That's just going back to basics on my fundamentals For example, the very last stage of the Southeast Finale, on the very last shot, it was a troop line of triangles going out to 600-something yards. I don't remember off the top of my head, and I had my rear bag, Schmedium Game Changer. Um, I'm going, and I'm getting ready to break the shot. I just shot it. I engaged it. I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in the same wind hold as I'm squeezing my bag, getting ready to firm up. I feel the bag sink right as I'm going to break the trigger. My brain told my finger to stop pulling the trigger, and it didn't. And I still broke the shot, and I literally watched it go directly up and over the left, um, excuse me, the right edge of the triangle target um, just from that little bit of bag movement um, that goes into stability and a bad press in the same to cost me one point, a clean run at the Southeast finale. If I would have broke that shot, I would have been up one extra point instead of an 85. I would have had an 86 would have put me probably one spot higher, probably would have put me in 10th place instead of 11th, um, which would have got me a higher placing for the year uh, X, Y, Z in the open, blah, blah, blah. Right. So those little things add up. Those are the things that I need to work on. If I want to be at a higher ranking come the end of the 2023 season and then gear prep. Um, I had a lot of gear issues this year and they are my fault. I'm not saying it's anybody else's fault. It's my gear. I'm responsible for my gear. I'm responsible for my uh, my bolt hitting my action screw. I'm responsible for my mags not being tuned. I'm responsible for not chamfering and deburring my brass. I'm responsible for the, um, the bolts on my MPA uh, BA comp chassis coming loose where it meets the buttstock to the actual chassis that's me i'm responsible for my front action screw coming out in the middle of a stage during magnolia meltdown and i just tightened it up and i went to the next stage and didn't even zero my gun like an idiot and was 1.7 mils that's on me that's not that's not the gears fault that is it's an ad it's a a moral object. It's an inanimate object. It doesn't. It can't think to tighten itself. That's my fault for not going through my gear and making sure my stuff is squared away. So I need to get better at gear prep. That's on me. So I'm gonna implement kind of a little checklist to make sure that I go through before a match, or do it during my uh, after a training session. That way, after the training session, I can put that. Um, pull that checklist out, run through it, make sure that everything is clean, lubed, oiled, um, lightly oil. Um, Make sure that, you know, I'm cleaning the raceways, making sure things are torqued to spec per instruction manuals or the, you know, the manufacturer's recommended torque specs, all that stuff. Make sure all that stuff's good. Then I can put the rifle away and I'll know it's good to go for the next match when I pull it out. Um, Some things like that. Um, So I talked about a lot of things that I did wrong or examples of what I've done wrong, what I need to improve on. So what did I do right this year? First off, I had fun. If, If you're not having fun, why are you doing what you're doing? Nobody's forcing you to do some of the things that we do. Um, We may have obligations, but nobody's holding the gun to our head saying we have to go do stuff, right? Um, If you're not having fun doing something, maybe you should look at doing something else that you do have fun with, right? I have fun doing this, therefore I'm going to keep doing it, and I had fun doing this. I met a bunch of cool people. I got to see different parts of the country, never been to Alabama Precision. Got to hang out with the Alabama Precision guys, you know, hang out there have fun in the in the, in the mud fest, go fishing, got to go down to South Florida and see a new range, got to go see the J- JTAC range, got to go hang out with my South Florida friends, got to, you know, stay out at, um, stay out on the, the farm property out in Swainsboro and hang out and, you know, sit there and, and hang out with friends and eat some good food and, and bond and, You know, just have some fellowship and and hang out. It was cool. Um, Things that I did right, I worked on having a clear mind. Um, So, after listening to fellow shooters, fellow podcasters, talk about clear mind, um, going into a match, coming off of a stage and letting it go, something that I tried to work on the last few matches, um, and I think it really paid dividends in the Southeast finale, where... I pretty much uh, told my squad I shot with a bunch of the South Florida boys, and I was like, "Hey guys, like, I'm here for you guys. I'm gonna be helping all row. I'm gonna be doing the thing, but I'm trying to keep a clear mind. I'm trying to perform really well. Let's all have a good time. Let's all help each other. But I'm here to, I'm here to go for it. So, if I'm off by myself, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to keep my my headspace right and trying to, trying to do the things that I need to do. Right. Um, everybody was super understanding, super cool about it. We still had a good time. We still gave her a a load of crap. So it was a good time. Um, attract my issues. So if we're not tracking the things that we're doing right and wrong or wrong, however you want to say it, if we're not tracking those things, we're not figuring out what we are doing good or what we're doing bad. Therefore, like, you won't know what you need to improve on. You just be like, well, I don't know what I did wrong, so I must not have done anything wrong, so I'm not going to change what I'm doing. If something's not working, you need to change it or nothing's going to change, right? So I put down tracking my issues is a good thing. Um, another positive was I've, I was inspired and I feel inspired by others, Um Watching some people shoot given um, a physical handicap or an age handicap was super cool. I witnessed uh, one match where a gentleman um, had lost both of his legs. He had a buddy there like basically picking him up and putting him on props and moving him around. Handing him his gun, and he was shooting targets. Was he hitting every target? No, not really. But he was still out there, given a quite drastic physical limitation, um, and still doing what he loved to do: shooting shooting rifles with his friends, given his his physical disability. When I want to talk about age disability, disability or age disadvantage, people that are super old have a hard time getting up getting down, whatever it may be, bad eyes, whatever, they're still out here. They're still competing and having a good time. Doc Cipeda is one of those people that automatically pops in my head. He's 70-something years old. Um, he'd come out, and he would, he would shoot with us. So was he able to do all the get down, turn around, carry a kettlebell to and from the line? No. But he was able to get down shoot a prone course of fire to the best of his ability and he had fun doing it also like i wouldn't say age restriction as far as being too young but like we've got juniors junior shooters or youth shooters or minor shooters or aged challenged individuals whatever we're saying these days that are coming out here and they're rocking it i mean we still have jake millard who is sub-16, 16, 16 or below, I believe, still counts as a junior, coming out here and crushing people. I've never got to see that gentleman shoot before, um, but I saw him at the, um, the the finale. Incredibly smooth, incredibly proficient, and shoots circles around me, obviously, and grown-ass men. And, like, just crushes it. Just crushes it. And he's 16. So I don't necessarily count it as a a disadvantage. But, like, he may not even be able to drive yet. And he's beating the brakes off of us. Same thing. Laura Han. um, Allison Zane. All these youth shooters or lady shooters. I think Allison's a lady now, not a youth. But, like, all of these up-and-coming performers are just... It's awesome to see them. I'm inspired by the next generation of precision rifle shooter. Um, it's exciting to see some of the the other disciplines raising raising up youth shooters. I know that we've got a few youth shooters at Altus's NRL 22 matches, and they're coming out and they're shooting PRS masters or they're shooting outlaw matches or they're shooting nrl hunter matches or they're shooting guardian matches and doing quite well at it so it's super exciting to see um so it was super cool that i uh, you know i was inspired by those cats um and then just like the positive attitude of everybody like that's what is inspiring to me like to want to be able to get others into this sport there's, I feel that there's other sports that's, that's very gatekeeping. Um, and I don't feel that this sport is gatekeeping. And that's one of the things that keeps me coming back is the inclusiveness of everybody at one of these, one of these matches or one of these events, everybody's always super helpful. Um, I'm talking to one guy right now. Um, somebody hit me up on Instagram said, Hey, I got a buddy." Former XYZ. Just moved to Tampa. Wants to get into this precision game. Like, what's up? I was like, give him my number. Give him my info. We'll connect. I'll hook him up. Because yes, South Florida doesn't have a whole lot of precision rifle matches um, readily available. Um, There's three that I can think of. Volusia, BPO, and GCP. So um we've already paid for the sign up we've squatted together don't even know this guy we're going to shoot together next weekend on the 27th at the GCP match down at JTAC like it's already going down so I don't know this guy from Adam and we're already set up I've already talked to him figured out what gear he's got he's already loaded his ammo he's already got a bunch of stuff ready he's like hey what do I need to bring I was like what do you got he's like I got this this and this I was like do you have you know, a Kestrel? Do you have shooting bags? Do you have, you know, X? And he's like, no. I was like, cool. I'm throwing extra stuff, extra kit in my bag right now. Like, don't even worry about it. It'll be there for you. Like everybody's like that. We all have extra stuff to loan out. Um, I think it's super cool that this is a sport. Well, that where that readily happens, um, somebody's gun goes down, somebody pulls out a backup gun and ammo and boom, it's not even a. It's not even a second thought, and that's what's super super cool. Um, Roger Curry comes to mind when I'm thinking about pulling out an extra gun. Um, L three rifles shooter, um, at the MPA match, um, dude's gun went down. Goes to the truck, pulls out a six, uh, six five by forty seven. Says here, here you go, man. Like not even that's just how this, this sport operates and I love it. So, um, shout out to you guys that are secretly inspiring me, even though you don't know it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got for this episode. Like we hit on, we hit on some stuff, man. Um, like four pages worth of notes. It took me a little while to put together, but, um, yeah, overall it's been an awesome year. Um, awesome year got to do a lot of interviews with a lot of people um i definitely like that format just kind of sitting down drinking a beer shooting the shit with people after a match trying to get in touch with match directors um to pop on here and either promote their match or talk about their event or get them while i'm there and and talking to them and just bsing and talking about their venue or their event so super cool I super enjoy it. I I definitely have a, a tall list of goals for 2023. Um, I don't know if I have the, (laughs) the powder or the bullets to make it all happen. Um, or the gas money, but we're gonna, we're gonna do our damnedest. I need to get back into the, the plasma center and start selling my plasma for money again, make all this happen. But yeah, I'm excited for 2023. I mean, the season literally starts next weekend. Um, I got some new gear. Oh, speaking of gear, like, uh, what am I using? So I'm still, I said I'm going to stay in production. So I'm shooting a MPA PMR Pro 2 chambered in 6BR. Um, I've got right at 1,300 rounds on the barrel now. If I will probably need to send it back to MPA, probably mid season, and have them rebarrel it because I will have, if I shoot, for two days and half a dozen one days I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up there on barrel life. So I'll probably try and pull it right around the two thousand round mark um and send it back to MPA, have them cut me a barrel. Um because it is a production gun, it has to be done by MPA. So staying within the rules, have them take care of everything. Um but yeah, super, super excited to be running running that gun. I am making a switch this year. I'm trying it out. Um, this weekend, next weekend, I will be still shooting the Strike Eagle more than likely. Um, but I did buy a Leupold Mark V um, PR2 reticle. Uh, it's got Hawkins heavy tack rings on it. Um, but I'm going to try that out next season. Uh, I've got a lot of people that have been asking me to try it out. Um, two or three people asked me to try it out, see what I think. Um, I came across a good deal on it, so I picked it up. Um, I would run it next weekend, but the rings that I have are the 1-inch rings and I the 1.15 rings. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get them in in time, so I'm just going to put the Strike Eagle back on zero this weekend and, and be ready to go for next weekend's match. Um, after that, I'll change it. And then, yeah, call it, uh, call it good there, but pretty much going to stick with the same gear. I'm still going to run the, the HUD from, uh, Kestrel, still running a Kestrel, still running Burger 105, still running Bargate, still running, uh, Lapua brass, although I did just pick up 500 pieces of Peterson. So I'm probably going to use that in my two day brass, and my training brass. Um, Yeah still using Armageddon gear bags, still running, uh, still running Timney triggers, Timney hit flat face. Um, love that trigger. It's been working out super, super well for me. Um, yeah, but that's gear. So I've been sitting here like sitting on this chase in my reloading room, looking at this loophole for the whole time. And I was like, Oh, I should probably talk about gear for next year. Um, that's what I'm thinking about running or that's what I'm going to be running for next year. Um, yeah, if you, if you see me in a match, say what's up. I usually have stickers on me. Uh, just did a reorder, so I've got a whole extra uh, stack of Holographic Another GD Podcast stickers. So hit me up, let me know. Tell me what you guys think of the podcast. Um, wherever you listen to this podcast, go leave a rating or a review. Give us five stars, tell us what you think, what we can do better. What we should do or shouldn't do, let us know. We'll take it into consideration. If you are listening on an Apple device, go to iTunes, Apple Reviews, leave us a leave us a review. It that's what drives um, Apple to share and spread the word on this podcast. So if you like what you hear, let us know. Hit me up on all the socials. Hot GD Rod is my personal Instagram. Another GD Podcast is the show's Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Guy DeMarco. I'm the one with my two with my two boys in foundation shirts, I think is my profile picture right now. Um, I'm not the guy r- riding a motorcycle. I don't think you want to talk to him. He's a grumpy old man, a.k.a. my dad. So hit me up. My email is guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think. Till next time, catch you later.